0: Good evening, good afternoon, or depending on where you're at, good morning. This evening's Dharma talk is titled, Natural Sanity. The, the Vidyatara Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche would refer to that as basic sanity. Not sure what he meant by that, but he probably meant what I'm going to talk about, but maybe not. It's not just how something is produced by a teaching person to how it's received by an apparent student. It's always mutual. So a more conventional way of trying to become sane or work with our crazy mind or the mind that grasps at this and runs away from that and, and uh, out of some kind of hope and fear, hope for something better, fear of something terrible uh, and being put upon by our mindstream uh, instead of uh, having the natural sanity that is already our birthright. Instead, we opt for some kind of objecting or agreeing or anything, anything we do anything we can rather than just be this, just be here. That natural situation or state, you could call it a state. I don't know if it's exactly a state of mind, particularly. It might be a a mind that has all kinds of things flying through it. But doesn't mind, no pun intended. are we going to do this? When our mind is is giving us difficulty and, and has us in its grip about that shouldn't... What about that? Maybe this will happen. And all of those things that we tend to back us into the proverbial corner to, what are we going to do about this? This is this is too much. I can't do this. I can't handle this kind of a feeling emotion or whatever. Of course, sitting practice of meditation can uh, rub your nose in that kind of difficulty even more, that passion, aggression, ignorance, hope and fear. And the, most of society, even spiritual paths that are, have a theistic orientation are about getting rid of that difficulty, doing away with it, stopping it, cooling it off, backing it off. The non-theistic approach, which is uh, basically Tibetan Buddhism and Chan, or Zen Buddhism, and early forms of Buddhism taught by the Buddha are more about waking up to the fundamental nature that is already the case, that is covered over by grasping and, reject, grasping and rejecting and some kind of a linear quality that we have to get to, a, some kind of a goal of whatever it may be. This is true, even in the Buddhist path, we think of practicing until we become enlightened. Uh, you think about enlightenment, sometimes some parts of the teaching, it's even laid out in various stages. Whereas this book we're studying right now by uh, Kempo Sotram Jamso is progressive stages of meditation on emptiness. So it's a way that that is taught. It's a way that it is taught doesn't necessarily mean that there are progressive stages. So the idea with sanity is that uh, in the conventional sense, in the materialistic sense, is that we, we get rid of the sanity and become reasonable or sane or balanced or not crazy. But from the point of view of non-theistic, no, in other words, no Nothing else, no no higher, no high hierarchy happening, particularly there, there is hierarchy, but it's, it doesn't happen in terms of somebody else knows more than you do and you need to supplicate them. That being said, we still use the, the structure of the three jewels, the Buddha, the Dharma, the Sangha, we need some kind of a structure to begin to enter the path. So from the point of view of one's Practice a person may begin to feel more and more relatively crazy more there's more difficult uh, energy or en- difficult um, qualities are rising in the mind stream and, and seem to be threatening to uh, who we think we are, which is uh, imagined. That's why it's threatened because it, it doesn't have any, any, any substrate of, of, of confidence in the sense that I am, this is what I am. Therefore, nothing's going to threaten me. It can be very challenging to continue to return to the cushion over and over and over again and find just more and more and more difficulty, more and more confusion, more and more openness and less of the conventional kind of of reference point that gives us a relative feeling of being safe. So, the idea is to return to that situation when you sit down to uh, practice sitting meditation, you are probably in some way at different times besieged by Emotions or passion, aggression, ignorance, various things coming in your mind stream. Maybe you've had three days where not much was happening there, and then the whole thing turns around and you start to get barraged by negativity. Uh, Trungpa Rinpoche talks about basic sanity, also talks about crazy wisdom, and there are different ways of talking about that, and he does a better job of that uh from the point of view of specifying what he meant by it i'm not going to do that you can just read his books but what i am going to say is the one of the reasons that the kind the wisdom that is that has transcended uh the polarity between hope and fear uh, love and hate war and peace all the polarities has transcended that that kind of polarity to When it's seen, when someone who's understood this, and this is functioning in your daily life, daily life, in your family, in your society, in your sangha, that may look pretty crazy because it is not operating out of the convention that the ego mind is operating out of.
1: Was that you? Was that you that yelled? Very good stone
0: face. Probably wouldn't have yelled if you hadn't come here tonight. Thank you. You know what I mean? So the understanding that is being pointed at through this teaching is that the the magnetism or seduction of right and wrong enlightened and unenlightened delusion and clarity is very very powerful and until the the self centeredness the the identity is seen through completely then there's always the possibility that's going to be there's a, a loose end there will be dragged into samsara the relative area of success and failure, right and wrong, getting ahead, falling behind, getting ahead, falling behind. Go ahead. Hey, Shogobah.
2: When we're talking about natural sanity, what does it mean to not get better with one's neurosis?
0: You having some problems? <laughs> you actually have to ask me that question. It means that you, you, me. Anyone here may have to go through a kind of passage or gauntlet that has to do with your personal karma, your personal causes and conditions that brought you into this strange realm in the first place. So when you begin to sit down and hold still and look at the mind, look at the mind stream, you're going to get your own personal medicine, so to speak, you're going to get your own. Um, disturbed, or defensive, or warlike um, mental formations. And so the teaching is, the three, three precepts are, do good, don't do harm, and be with all things. So, being with all things there is a very difficulty, very difficult, because... You can't, you can't maintain it. You can't get a credential from, I'm being with all things. Should I yell again? I don't think I've yelled in about six years. Mm -hmm. Has it been that long? Does anybody know? Eight years. Yes,
3: sir. Michael. Michael Vaughn, how do we see something that's unreal?
0: So the unreal part of it means that it has no continuity. It has no stability, and so that you could start out by the thoughts in the mind are unreal. They're they're present, like a dream is there, it has color, it has shape, it has a story, it has some kind of continuity, but it's, it's not real. It has, it has no substance. So we wake up in the morning and we remember it, but it fundamentally has no there's no density to it. It's just a memory, the memory of a dream and the memory of something that actually occurred are not that different from each other. You might even get confused as to which is which, sometimes called insanity.
1: <laughs> in huh? I'm in
0: trouble then. I'm in trouble then. Well, you're in good company. You're in the right place. Go ahead. you um,
3: talked about how any loose ends of the ego will get sucked back into samsara. How do we see something that's mental,
0: like a bowing, or how, how do we see the loose end bowing? Just watch what moves. This is what the sitting practice of meditation is about. Just watch what moves. And then your per- particular version of causes and conditions, your ideas, your beliefs, your hopes, fears, wishes. Um, the trepidation you have about this part of your life or that part or that, that's the loose end and just look at it. Don't chase it down the hallway, but just, just it's like, a, uh, it's like you just touch on it, but you don't maintain it. You don't maintain it to get some kind of credential or credit for being aware of that.
1: Go ahead. Other questions?
0: especially about sanity. Um, How is it that we can
3: see other people's apparent insanity really easily, but not our own? Mm
1: -hmm. That's quite true.
0: How does it look to you?
3: Like I'm perfectly sane and everybody else is
0: crazy. No, sir. That's ego. There's a a kind of... uh, uh, shield or word uh uh there's kind, of, kind of like a little uh, copy boy running around making sure everything is
1: uh,
0: you know it's like a glossolalia uh, a group of a cloud of words that go around and around and around concepts and ideas that protect that area of the consciousness called the seventh consciousness in the yoga tradition that where the paranoia is where there's something needs protecting something is not going to be uh, supported here, something is in danger. Someone, and so we just keep running that around, and that protects us. Then, when we see the confusion in others, then that that helps us be feel more secure because we can see that someone else's dynamic, someone else's frequency, someone else's excuse me, the texture of their thought patterns, we're going to show up different than ours, so that we can see them and we can see that they're unclear about something, or they're they're. They present themselves as being very clear or smart or even enlightened, but we can kind of see that's not the case. So, but yet when we turn around to look here, the, the imputation of a self is so strong that there's no investigation of the uh, the structure that holds that together as something that's that feels like somebody. So we keep that in we keep that in place, so to speak, by judging someone else by. Uh, admiring someone else, by condemning someone else, by ignoring someone else—passion, aggression, and ignorance—and that keeps that at a distance. So, if you actually saw, if you didn't, if the passion, aggression, and ignorance uh, basically lost its, uh, uh, its um, moxie. would that be a good word, moxie? Lost its force or its its uh, validity as 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 something that was occurring or happening, then there wouldn't wouldn't be anything to look at because you're not separate from everything, so you wouldn't see anything. On one level, you, if you did see something, you would see yourself. You wouldn't see Don, you wouldn't see this person, you would just see the identity that you've been assuming was here, it would start to show up out here. It's like uh, a kind of paranoia. That you don't fight with. Nothing is fundamentally threatened. But if there's any doubt about that, or any any trying to adjust something so it isn't quite so off, then we can go into some kind of rotation, some kind of story about 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 someone else, what they've done, what they should have done, what they didn't do, what they should do, and so on. Some kind of a soap opera more.
3: Dumb bowing, um, how do we not meddle with what we see bowing?
0: Just stop it.
3: <laughs> how do we stop it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So very, you know, very, uh, uh, in a sense, I, what I'm saying, you, you could. When I say don't meddle, but on the other hand, I know you can't quite stop that because the very meddling itself is kind of impulsive and, and we don't really realize we're meddling. So we may have to actually, anytime you're putting something forth into somebody else, someone else's uh, offering suggestions or ideas or criticisms, or even in the conversation, you might be stepping into that situation and trying to push it around based on your perception or your projections. Or you may be actually seeing something of what's actually happening there. So you may be magnetized into that thinking, I think I can help this person, or I can help this situation. And you may be able to. And uh, the, the test of that, I often say, is get permission and really make sure you have permission, not just someone says, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'll listen to you. It needs to be genuine. And then even then it should be very, very slow movement to... Uh, enter any, any, anyone else's life and tell them what to do about anything. It would be the best thing to just watch your, your uh, impulse to do that. Perception impulse, just watch the impulse. Don't hook up the vocal cords or the musculature. Make no move, make no motion. But don't necessarily try to cut it off at the past. Yes, I did say past. We'll cut it off back there to try to stop it all together because then we're getting into some kind of a macho kind of controlling uh, dynamic in the mind, trying to not have negative thoughts. Or When I say don't meddle, I don't. the meddling isn't going to go away. You're still going to do that. But if you're looking at that, then your understanding of what that is about may be much more clear, not so that you could write a book about it necessarily, but so that the meddling would probably come to a minimum.
3: John Bowing.
0: Yes, go ahead.
3: Is, uh, is the word sanity definable?
0: Probably not. I mean, I, I know Webster would argue with this. But uh, I don't know. Uh, basic sanity is just a, my understanding of that is that you're just, no matter what happens in the mind, not a, not a problem. This is the Vedera trunk Rinpoche, as you know, since you knew him. Uh, there's not. It's not a problem. So anything is welcome. The craziest, most wild, and chaotic thoughts can come in, and you're not running away. Nor are you running into it. Nor are you using that to generate some kind of protective shield around you because you have, your deep understanding of relative, relative truth is so profound and vast that you're you're verging on enlightenment. So just very simple, basic. It's uh. uh you know, it's a word, sanity. So we're saying we'll oppose that to uh, insanity. And this, I think, this is why uh, Trungpa Rinpoche said, uh, um, "Crazy wisdom," because it was it didn't look particularly sane from the point of view of someone who's all tied up in their ego and uh, right and wrong and correct and incorrect. They see someone functioning in a way that seems uh, maybe even out of balance or extra or or brash, or something uh, like like me yelling. Does that mean I, that's crazy wisdom? No, not crazy wisdom. What is it? I'm yelling. Anything you add on to that is your bullshit, not mine. I just yell every six years. I think. you. A question
4: from school string. Spool String.
0: school String. Is that Mr. Spoolstring or Ms. Spoolstring? You work in a garment factory. I don't know. Why don't you ask him?
4: Okay.
0: ahead. no, I'm not asking. <laughs> I'm stepping into that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, the more I sit, the less I ask, but I tire of sitting due to injuries. This causes no. great frustration as I seem to lose ground in being in a state of awareness i know this is all circles but it still annoys me can you recommend a creation completion <laughs> practice
0: so I, I wouldn't recommend a creation completion if you wanted to do one then uh, white tara would be a good one it's very simple anybody can learn it you don't have to have the permission of a llama or something um, and it's also not very elaborate but what i would recommend more than that is a. Uh, is to meet your, your body-mind complex where it's at. Don't try to get your body to sit in a position that your bodily pain is preventing. Sit back in a chair put your feet up. The important thing, as I've said over and over again, and I'm saying now, it is about stillness. It's not even about maintaining stillness, it's about holding very still. And then if, you, if your body is hurting or something and you need to move, then adjust or stretch, return to the stillness, return to the stillness turn to the stillness. Start it with a bell, end it with a bell. I I wouldn't recommend creation completion. That being said, I wouldn't get in the way of that. If this is something you've done before or you feel really magnetized by that, you might want to go and talk to a a llama if you're magnetized by that kind of practice. I don't think it's necessary having done some of that practice myself. But I I don't want to dissuade you from doing it because I don't know what what, uh, karma brought you into this lifetime or before this particular Dharma teacher. So I would, I would have respect for your situation. But stillness is important and it doesn't have to be uh, sitting in full lotus or cosmic mudra or resting in the mind or you don't even have to support. You can lean back in a chair. But still, be still because it's what's moving, moving in the mind uh, is by holding the body as still as possible than any kind of movement that happens, we see through contrast. And it takes a long time to do it that way. Other ways are different. Might be better, I don't know. It didn't show up for something that I particularly wanted to teach anymore.
4: Here's another question. Full string. Is insanity the human trait of forgetting?
0: No, it's probably remembering, remembering how nuts you are. I don't know. I mean, maybe I, I. I would see where we could get in a discussion about that and talk about forgetting and what's happening when we're forgetting, or, or what's happening when we're when we're remembering, or what a human trait even is, and what it what a, not only that but what a human is. So anytime you use words, uh, we're immediately assuming we know what that is. We do not we do not know what a human being is. And if I may say it this way, who we actually are is not even human, but it's human maybe for a short term. It shows up as that form. It finds its own form as a human being. So there isn't anything you haven't been. Alligators, rabbits, oak trees, aliens, stardust. There isn't anywhere that you have not been and won't go. Is that a promise? No. I promise. Don't even believe me. You could consider it, but don't believe. Go ahead. Shogobar. Sure, Does
2: somebody who is naturally sane discriminate between clarity and confusion?
1: hmm
0: They certainly do. They might see it more clearly than anybody.
2: More? What is the difference between that discrimination and the discrimination?
0: There's no, yeah, there's no discriminator. There's no identity anymore. The identity, to put it literally, not particularly, but it's just shot in the ass. It's gone. There isn't, there, isn't any, there isn't any discriminator. Even if discrimination shows up, there's still no identity to claim it. Who's doing the discriminating around here? I don't know. We can't seem to locate anybody. But in this area that we're in, the human realm, or the six realms, however you want to say it, or the three realms, discrimination happens. You don't have to do anything with it. don't have to accept it, reject it, look away, ignore it, modify it, shine it up, dull it down. Don't do anything with it. Keep coming.
2: How do we work with the discrimination Towards others to help us see that there is no discriminator. Say that again.
0: How do we see? How do we see see that there is? There is no discriminator. No one to work with. (laughs) Yeah. And. Then what? What is it you want to know? Let's do it that way. That way you can just tell me. I want to know this.
2: How do we uh, see that there's no one discriminating? Yeah.
0: Yes, you. very good. The discriminating that comes out of you to someone else, the production or the reception, someone's discriminating against you, just take it. Just see it, receive it, be that. Don't separate yourself from it, and don't abandon it by trying to blame, by trying to impute some kind of identity out there. There isn't any. There isn't anyone else. You're basically to blame for everything, or responsible for everything. Not to blame, but you're you're responsible. This is you. This is your body. This whole world. It's not. It's. Not in the conventional sense of, uh, you know, I can move my arms, but I can't move trees. So not in a silly kind of
5: sense, but just in, the, in a fundamental sense, not separate. More? Shoto. Shoto bowing. Earlier, you were talking about identity. Um, I think you said it. What, what makes the identity look like it's central or in the body?
0: What makes the identity look like it's central? Mm. Combination of things, just the whole whole sensorium, eyes, nose, tongue, body, mind, thinking process, you move your hands. If I want to move my hand, I can. There's an immediate, not even thinking about it. If, if uh, I'm sitting here and something drops uh, without even thinking, I'll try to grab it, stop it. And if I was Chiazon, that would be even quicker. He would actually stop it before it started to fall, not a compliment, in case you're listening. Uh, he, would, he would actually catch it before it fell off the table, almost like magic. Keep coming, but let me get away with that.
5: <laughs> does Does movement create the illusion of separation?
0: Yeah, it looks because this moves and that doesn't, so we have all this separation, the polarities, the polarities, and the same way with holding very still, holding a body very still allows us, creates a dynamic whereby we can watch more clearly that which continues to move, the mind stream, the thought patterns, the memory, and and then we come in and make a big deal out of one part, push one part away, fluff another part up where we disagree or agree, we tangle ourselves up with it rather than just whatever it is, that's what it is. It's just, it's just basic natural sanity, it's just sanity. And that that is not an occurrence. It might be even a non-occurrence because it's right in the, in the, in the midst of the craziness of the so-called relative insanity nothing to fix, nothing to correct. It has to be seen. You have to see it. And how do you see that? By strengthening that we see, which is you sit down and meditate. We'll still watch the movement. And that way, interacting with your world, whether it's on the cushion or post-meditation, you will begin to see more and more clearly the movement of everything without personalizing it by saying it's a good thing, a bad thing. It shouldn't be. It should be. That's good. That's good. That's getting better. That's getting worse. He shouldn't. They shouldn't. I should have caught that. What was I thinking? Those kinds of rotations around in the, uh, uh, the awareness that I grasp and reject and shut down. Juan? Yeah.
5: Shoto is it, is insanity thinking that I'm here? Part of
0: it. What's the rest of it? <laughs> the part where you part that was missing when we asked the question. <laughs> so, see, it's, it's a word, just like uh, John uh, uh, Roadhouse was asking about, do we even know what what that is? I think it was something along the lines of what he was at. And, you know, it's a we define things so that we can get the feeling of controlling and so on, but we really don't know. If somebody can, somebody can be completely hacked, completely crazy, but because of the, their whole dynamic, they, they just don't see that. We just had a leader of the whatever that was very, very crazy. I'm not going to mention his name, but very, very crazy, but yet functioned in such a way that uh, that he managed to keep stay in his own orbit where he could wield a lot a lot of power. And, ha- and the, when someone has that kind of a relative appearing a confidence and still is functioning crazy, in a crazy way, then all the people, uh, you heard me say this before, all the people in the world or in the culture, or not all of them, but quite a few of them have that same kind of craziness, but they don't have that kind of status. So when people who have that going on, they're able to shut it down, shut it down, shut it down, shut it. They can't, they can't validate it. Without going out with an AK-47 and validating it that way, so instead they wait, and then when someone rises up with that kind of relative intense uh, insanity, self-centeredness, narcissism uh, shows up, then people get magnetized. Ah, here, here's here's our our hero, or here's our liberator. Or here, you know, freedom now and all that baloney. Come and try and take my
1: Gone away from me. Do have another question?
4: A question from Daniel, not Stafford, a different name.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Are you okay?
0: Uh, I'm okay, you're okay. Pretty tricky, kinda nosy. <laughs> yes I'm, I'm good and thank you for asking and i hope the same for you question can you yeah, more?
6: a question from ian in
4: Kalamazoo. Ian, it can be very painful to look at my insanity and to remember actions i've taken out of insanity how do yeah. i keep looking when i just want to run away yeah
0: well, uh, very great question just continue and if, if this uh, the 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 structure of the Buddha, the Dharma and the Sangha, the teacher, the teaching and the community, that might be a way you can work with your with your whatever whatever it can be. It can be shame. Shame is a is just a way that ego validates itself by being, I'm so wrong, I'm bad, I've done terrible things. I can't I'm beyond being saved it's the same way the other way around. I'm so great. I never done anything wrong. Anything that goes wrong that people blame me for it's originally their fault because uh, they, you know, people just have a way of justifying, so they can be on one end or the other. So, just continue to uh, continue to train your mind. Return to the cushion. of whatever arises, don't agree, don't disagree, don't look away, and and that will show up as you can, you can you keep agreeing with something. I'm terrible. I did a terrible thing, and three years ago, five years ago, eight years ago, and I just can't get rid of it, I can't be absolved of it or whatever. It's a, it can be a difficult area if something you did, I'm not saying you did, but something you did was extremely destructive or harmful. So, I had to deal with that kind of thing myself. I'm not here to have a confessional, but, yeah, it's a, you don't, you don't have to, you're not fundamentally, you responsible, you are responsible, but you're not fundamentally to blame. Nor do you get credit, of cre- blame. Credit and blame are part of the structure of delusion and part of the structure of samsara. Whereas responsibility, you're responsible for everything. Doesn't mean you're to blame for anything.
4: Minha? Minha Vine, um, just to go back to the example of, of the insanity yeah. that seems to be present in our crazy world, yeah. so when you have someone, and it's, it seems to be illustrated all over the world with different leaders yeah. that rise up. What is it in us then that resonates with that kind of um, power? That
0: you mean to join or to or to run away or either, to either way. Either anyway, way. it's just the polarity of samsara. So to try to shut that down and try to be on the side of the right, like I say, don't go to war, don't go to peace, take no position. This doesn't mean you're not aware of the positions. Of course, you might be more, even more painfully aware of the, of the positions that the person next to you, someone in your family is taking. It's very difficult for for any of us to feel we're clear about something and then have somebody very close to us that we love and care about our. It's almost unbelievable. They're so going another direction with it. It's just the nature of samsara. Not, there's nothing to correct or fix there.
4: So How do you, how do you interact with that situation?
0: You mean how do you talk to that person?
4: Yeah. Doesn't it imply that we do have a position then?
0: So it's not so much about not having a position. It's about not uh, ignoring. In other words, just whatever's happening, just be aware of that. And then you may notice that that um, uh, shows up in a, a quite stark way of being a position on something. but it's, it's about being aware of that, not correcting it or getting rid of it, which fuels the ego, which wants to be someone who doesn't have a position or is open-minded, someone who thinks they're open-minded is it's just a form of insanity. I mean, it's a highly polished and uh, sophisticated form, but it's it's untrue. The, the person who would claim, make any kind of claim like that does not see what this is. Does that guy want to know if I'm still okay or not? I'm still okay. I can see where you might ask. I mean, I'm looking at myself and I can see where you might ask, are you okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm really old, though, so that's probably why you would ask that question.
1: Are you still alive?
5: Yes. Shadow Valley. Is there a reference point in natural sanity?
0: Uh, there's no real reference point in it, but there's. It's. Uh, I would say it this way, and you've heard me say it before. It's situational. So you you don't know what you're going to do. You don't have no plan, no agenda about anything. It's situational. So therefore, you don't. You don't have something you're going to do and then something else comes along and says, oh, you can't do that because you you had your structure here, you made a plan, you set up a standard, and suddenly the whole process that the standard that you set up involves has morphed into something else. Consciousness always finds its own form. When I say its own, very temporary. Nothing lasts. Everything is impermanent. If you see that, you you know that that which appears to be uh, created and that which appears to be destroyed is an illusion. It's unreal. It has a reality, just like a a vampire movie has a reality and and it might scare you. So you're afraid to watch it, but it's it's fundamentally unreal. It's just made up of parts that come together and trigger and evoke things in our own mind stream that are dark and and have some kind of a um, um, archetypal feeling to it that frightens us, which probably goes back
5: you know, a million years. More. Sure. Don. Can we live our life without preloading the standard?
0: Yes, you can. You just have to watch the preloading until it just eventually wears out. It's like the Trungpa said, you walk on ego like it's an old shoe until it wears out. You can't. You can't get rid of it. You have to use it up without fueling it.
5: It's just a metaphor that works some, excuse me, some of the time. More? Sure So is there a period on the path where we have to be clumsy and get in people's way? Yeah, you're doing it.
0: <laughs> Everybody here can attest how much you're getting their way. I hear it all the time. All the interviews I have with people are mainly about you. <laughs> <laughs> is <laughs> wiping the sweat off his brow. <laughs> <laughs> he thought they were about him. <laughs> well, we kind of trade off every now.
3: <laughs> yes, sir. How can we see the impermanence of things that we wish were permanent?
0: Well, the the wish is going to kind of cloud it up a little bit, you know. But just continue, just return to that return, return to that, to looking at that, return to looking at that, sit down, hold still, watch what moves, and and bring that into the, if that's a prime consideration in some way, uh, bring it in and contemplate it, possibly. Write it on an index card and as a topic that you're going to do uh, shikantaza or just a formless meditation for an hour, and then spend 10 minutes looking at that. Concept. You're basically just talking about impermanence, and the three marks of existence, of course, are impermanence, uh, suffering or discontent, and no solid self or being anywhere. Um, just a matter of view. I'll go ahead.
3: Does impermanence show up in a way that isn't conceptual?
0: Are you winking at me? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Where's that winker? Oh, there he is. Yes, sir. um, Can we see impermanence without flashing on memory?
0: So impermanence is is a, a provisional teaching. So provisional means that it's about helping us see what we're shutting down on or avoiding. Uh, So it tends to go the other way once you begin to really see what that is. Then you notice that that nothing can be impermanent because nothing really shows up. So it it catches you coming and going no matter. You cannot find a reference point. And if you do find one, it won't last because then it'll start to, it's like a Mobius strip. It tends to go into the other area of that situation. Further question is good if you have it. You could ask me a question like, Soukazon, why aren't you able to respond to my question in a clear and precise way? I do have a why question. Oh, I'll take it. Give me a why
3: question. Why do you redirect your gaze when someone elaborates on something?
0: Like you elaborate and I look over there? Mm -hmm. Because I don't like you. (laughs) 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 Um. I don't know, I'm still listening to them, but but I can listen and I'm including everybody. I'm looking at people's eyes. I'm not really avoiding the person. I don't think I do it every time, but I do it a lot. I, I'm endeavoring to not miss too much since I'm sitting in front of a group of people that are asking me questions, I want to see what they're up to. not by way of judging it or evaluating it. it doesn't even it doesn't involve thinking that involves receiving, receiving, and receiving. For instance, if you're saying something and I'm receiving what you're saying in terms of the concepts that you're crunching out, Captain Crunch, Captain Crunch, like that, and I'm kind of focused on what you're saying, then I get caught in the same labyrinth that is producing the thought forms that are showing up as a question that you're endeavoring to ask. You hear? Follow me a little bit. I got something else. Ready? So if I if I want to really receive that in its purity, then I have to receive everything else. So I want. If that means that by looking at Nicole or Junshu or Shoka or something and looking around, I kind of miss what you said, then I'll just ask you again. But there's no failure happening there. There's only failure when when there's when there's something when there's some kind of an agenda or some kind of standard we're trying to live up to. And if you're not living up to a standard or don't have an agenda other than to sit down and give a Dharma talk, then you might give a very crappy talk It's not interesting. And this could be one. I don't have no, I have no idea. What? Does that come close to what you're asking of? You have something else? I really do like you. I love you. You know it. Oh, yeah? I'll have plenty more, but. Yeah, plenty more <laughs> to, to, make, to me, make me anything. turn me against you. More yeah, <laughs> I bet you do. That's so glad you wish I am. Huh? You'll see how foolish I am. Yeah, well, it takes one to know one, as they say. I'm a bigger fool than uh, than I was last week. Go ahead.
4: When that happens, when you're listening to us but looking away, what is that um, self consciousness that shows up for that wanting your full attention?
0: I have no idea. What, do you, what does it look like to you?
4: Selfishness.
0: It probably show, probably shows up differently to each person. Uh, it's, it's not something that I'm just naturally floating around. I'm endeavoring to receive as much as I can. Not only do I want to hear what you're asking about, but I know that if I if I if I just focus on that too much, then I then I, I go into my own conceptual mind, which is probably where your question is coming from. But if I if I receive everything through all the senses, how my butt feels on the cushion, how the colors of the floor look, how the the shapes of the of the scrolls and the colors and everything, just take all that in at the same time I'm listening. It just it just uh, it puts everything on receive. Then 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 the communication. Insofar as there's any production coming from you, uh, then uh, I need to receive that. And when I receive that, it's not a particularly a, a technique. It's just started showing up few years
4: ago. yes. else? if I'm listening to someone, I notice that I try to stay looking at them. Um, mm. I think probably out of wanting to appear to be a good listener, should mm. I uh, expand that and do what you're doing and try to include other things?
1: Not
0: necessarily. I'm, I'm trying to look like a bad listener. Am I succeeding? <laughs> I know it's perplexing to, to be looking right at me and start to ask a question and then I look off as if I'm not in the room. Uh, well, that's so that when I respond to it, I'm responding to what you're, what the question actually is, not, not what you're thinking it is. But no, you shouldn't. don't have to do anything. I'm not trying to do that. It's not, not a, mm, let's see, I got to practice uh, looking away from people who are talking. Just it shows up. more. are you going?
4: How can I just receive instead of trying to be a good listener?
0: Just you—you you already just that you're able to understand, or you're able to even ask that question, tells me all you have to do is continue. You—you you already have an understanding of that. It's just a matter of practice. It's like someone that knows where they have to go, and uh, have started. That are wondering how they can get there faster, and not have to go through the labyrinth in order to get to whatever they, you know. It's not like a oh, what the it's not like the what's a, the, the donkey and the carrot or something on a stick, you know. It's not like you set that out there. Just the, the the situation you're in is what you're looking for, as the uh, Vidyaartha uh, Chompramputja said. The goal the goal is the path. But the path is difficult.
1: Heard that before? I
0: have a bug in my ear. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs>
5: no. Mind your own business. <laughs> yes. Shadow Can we do that technique to ourselves when we're the ones getting sucked into our own conceptual
0: We could. Good.
5: And I often say that this is what uh, ASAP
0: practice I've talked about a little bit, uh, alternating sense awareness practice where you're you're practicing and, and you're, you're looking at somebody and you're having difficulty dealing with what they're producing and, you know, doing, can, accusing you of or whatever it may be. And rather than just uh, be with, with uh, what they're you know, saying, just receiving that, you can actually uh, just flash on the sense a sense of gravity. Gravity doesn't forget you. Probably heard me say this fifteen hundred times. Don't forget gravity. So that just means you're just aware that there's a weight of your body in the chair on the cushion, and also while looking at the person. Just look at the color of their of their portrait. Uh, Receive that with with that alternating. You can you can go from flashing on sense of gravity to sense of color. Just slowly, no, no, uh, no intention or no result orientation. Just, in, just including that, the same as you're including the words that are coming. You're including uh, what's coming through the sense fields.
5: Sure, bowing. Um, in my situation, why, why is the consciousness so eager to hop into that conceptual area?
1: Cause you're a chicken shit.
5: You know that.
0: Well, it's fear, you know, we're, we're afraid of not having some kind of a, of a safety net or some kind of a structure to protect us. That would be my way of, of describing it. But your way of experiencing it could be different than that. I might, I might not be really accurate. I'm only responding to you because you ask. But that might be, you, you're going to need to see that. And that, that may be what I just said to you, may be helpful. It's intended to be helpful but there might be some aspect, probably some kind of aspect of your consciousness that you need to see. If you see this, you you won't need my validation. Uh, what, what I'm looking at, I don't need to talk to anybody. I don't need to talk to Trungpa or Dalai Lama or any famous spiritual person or anybody. Other than Onyo, I have to sometimes ask. What does she think about what I'm thinking about what she's thinking? And then what do you say? She immediately goes into Mandarin. She doesn't <laughs> want me to know what she's thinking about.
6: Jason Bowie. Yes, Jason. Um, earlier, you mentioned a, a certain former world leader as being crazy. How, how, how do you know that? Um, he's crazy or insane or whatever word you want to use.
0: I don't. Um,
6: then why did you say what you said?
0: Oh, I thought I'd get your attention that way. And I, apparently I did. So what's your issue with it there, young man? What's your issue? Let me have it. Don't um, hold. Don't whenever,
6: hold. whenever you yelled earlier, you said don't put anything on that that's just you imputing onto okay. your yelling. So it's on us if you do something, but apparently this guy over here is crazy.
0: You you are totally right, man. You got me. So
6: that means that we must
0: it's really
6: his craziness is our craziness.
0: Yeah, you got me. I missed that. Thanks for your help. I don't know if any of that's true. I'm
6: just asking. That's why I'm Thank you for your help.
0: Okay. Any other questions?
6: No, that's, I mean, that was what was on my mind.
0: Okay. Any other questions from other people? A question? William, do you have a question? William, you never have questions.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Shoka.
2: Shoka, earlier you talked about open-mindedness. Did I? What's the? How is curiosity different from open-mindedness? It's
0: similar. A, you know me, like just curious about something, pretty open. <clears throat> yeah.
2: Shoka, thinking about the open-mindedness of. um. So like somebody who thinks that they're open and then the kind of open-mindedness that might bring somebody into, uh, into this practice space.
0: I think it's very situational because uh, openness as a concept and as a kind of a function that somebody's trying to be open is probably not, not very workable from the point of view of what you're asking about. But fundamental openness, there won't be anybody who's open. If there's no one there, then there isn't anything but openness. And if there's no agenda there and no concern about what's coming and going, then th- then you have natural sanity. It, it isn't particularly an experience, although it could be experiential, but it doesn't doesn't necessarily have a positive, negative, neutral experience happening there, unless it does. So that's why it's so difficult because you can't, Cack down some kind of relative, aha, this is, this is natural sanity, but this over here is not.
2: Chokabai, could somebody, maybe, somebody might, what? (laughs) Could somebody with that kind of curiosity of the natural sanity be, relatively closed.
0: In other words, it's somebody who's really open could they be closed? You know what you're saying? <laughs> That's a pretty challenging question. But of course.
2: Shogun, sure, how would that closed closingness Closacity, Closacity be different than the kind of closed-mindedness of somebody who's functioning out
0: of it, Because they're aware of it. So you don't have to fix anything, repair anything. Just be aware. Awareness, awareness, awareness. It's not about trying to get in and trying to be a different person or or shut down on your anger at something or, or shut down on your jealousy or your sadness. Don't manipulate anything. Be genuine. How do you do that? No more war, no more peace, none of that. And one of the ways, when I say one of the ways, I'm just saying way is to see how you can't quite do that. And so it's a, even there. It's about awareness. And this is where the the uh, that aspect of the ego mind, because it starts to crack and come apart and is seen to be unreal, is still there. There's still uh, I like to say a clown on the roof, there's still some kind of uh, self-centeredness that is functioning and looking for some kind of a political clout in your mind stream. But it can't quite get it because it's kind of been seen through, but it doesn't have to leave because it was unreal in the first place. So, at some point, uh, in that dynamic, as one is becoming more and more clear about the whole mistaken identity and the mistaken um, projection onto the elseness or otherness, the other half of duality, subject object, seeing through both of those, um, one um, loses any kind of reference to, to anything unless it's situational. So then you're there, you're in a room, in a house, uh, in a, a, a 53 Chevrolet Bel Air. I think they have not made Bel Airs in, in 53, 53, did I say 63 or 53? See, nobody's listening to me. I knew it. <laughs> Situational. Sounds like a maybe a cop-out or something, but it really is whatever shows up in front of you. Is completely new and completely unprecedented. Even though you've seen that as something very similar, nothing happens twice. You can't repeat anything. This is what, by one of the practices in the Tibetan tradition, is to do a million mantras or a hundred thousand, hundred eight thousand, hundred and uh, hundred and I don't know a, a million, uh, uh, three hundred thousand of this or that mantra along with the visualization, along with, along with, can't be repeated. So what is it that is that looks like things are happening twice? That which is attached to form. Take a final question if we have one, either from I'll either take it from someone in this, Sando, or I'll take it from you home. <laughs> <laughs> Got your choice. Yong ran away to take care of her.
4: Beibei, can you hear me?
1: Is that you, Yong?
4: Yes, Beibei. I can hear you. I have a, I have a question. How do you practice Mandarin in such a way which is inspiring?
0: Are you complimenting me? well <laughs> Uh Wabuj. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. Well, we 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 have a really good teacher and uh, she teaches uh Uno and then I watch Uño learn and then I try to copy Uno. <laughs> seems to work okay. So We've learned so much, and have for, forgotten maybe ninety percent of what we learned. That's why we—I can even say two or three phrases. I know how. I know what a nose is called. What ears are called. I know. What else do I know? How to say excuse me or please. So I don't. I don't know very much. But I'm really. I'm really fascinated by that language. By your language It's just an amazing, amazing. Uh, it's amazing. And it's supposed to be one of the hardest languages to learn, that one, along with uh, a Korean, a Japanese, and uh, and uh, Arabic. Yeah. Arabic is another really difficult one. The other ones supposedly are supposed to be easier, but
1: you know, I I'm not going to
0: disagree with anyone. How was that, Yuhong?
4: Yuhong bowing. That sounds great. I just want to know your secrets because I want to share with my um, with my students if I can.
0: So the best the best thing that I've learned about, and, and not not that I'm accomplished, I'm not at all, but the best thing that I've learned is again repetition. And actually, uh, our teacher doesn't say much in English. She just holds up stuff and makes faces. She's very funny. <laughs> She's very funny. She makes she'll, if she says uh, uh, you know, like a, uh, mo mo like cat, and she'll, she'll make a face like a cat mo like that, and then cat hair is mo mo, and she'll do something with her hair. And so, I, can you say anything else about about cat?
4: Well, and, and it's the um, the nuts. Speaking in English so much. You you discovered that yeah, in the video. Uh, so we asked her to. We asked her way. to
0: stop speaking. Just speaking Mandarin. So she hardly says anything. Well, and
4: not taking down characters. Uh so much. For a while, we we're
0: writing down characters, and that's and I, I love the characters, but it, there's so much to learn at once. So we've just been basically practicing, uh, uh, and we would go back and forth. She'd say the Elon the Arlen. So round one, round two, the island, the Arlen and then and she would then then she would say a phrase and then and then I would try, try to not butcher it and then she would uh, uh, and then I would say, uh, uh, what do I say I would say which means uh, how did I do and then she would say what she would say Atila. so that's how we're learning you know like third graders it's quite a bit of fun so anyway but by immersion or or uh, uh, absorbing that, so it's um it's interesting.
4: We don't practice much either. Yeah, so we don't. We're, <laughs> you know,
0: we're too busy.
1: <laughs> so, any further questions? Very
0: right good. Thank you all for coming, and thank you for your questions.
5: Penetrate into all places, so that we
4: and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way. ho San Chi
1: she she So.
5: Ten directions of three worlds, all Buddhas, all Venerable Ones, Bodhisattvas, Mahasattvas, the great Prajna
3: Paramita.
6: Please come down out of the light and
4: protect Sokokoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, our Sangha, families, friends, and visitors. Heal everyone who is unhappy, sick, or suffering, and fill them with light.
3: If you value the teachings of Sokozan and you would like to support his teaching work, and the functions of Sokokoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, which also supports monk and practice residents, please consider giving a donation by visiting our website, at sokukoji.org